because without awareness and without knowledge we have what do we have mm. without awareness without knowledge we can't understand ourselves let alone us to understand anybody else hi guys this podcast explores the importance of our connection, well-being, and mental health. To reason with someone is to motivate them to do or accept topics, ideas, and issues through discussion and having conversations. This podcast is for those that want to raise their awareness, change their perspective, or just have a good time. My vision is to help people find reason to live, to grow, and to understand. I do that through this podcast, as well as counseling individuals that want to help themselves. No, no, no. No, he needs to know. I just think he's gonna talk and it's gonna make a lot of sense. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. One man. One podcast. Three, two, one. It's time! Let me introduce Lou. Lou Lebentz is the founder and podcast of The Trauma Thrivers, alongside running a hugely successful Facebook group which helps educate people about complex PTSD and how to thrive through trauma, rather than simply just surviving. Lou has been a psychotherapist, trauma specialist, and EMDR clinician for many years, and a new focus for her is empowering women in how to connect with and own the value in their voice through the online program she's now focusing on. She's designing it to empower women to speak up, speak out, and be heard both around their story to reduce the stigma on their trauma, but also give them the power of finding their voice to set boundaries and feel safer in the here and now as well. I can't wait to have Lou on. Uh, I'm hoping that you guys enjoy it as much as I do. All right, Lou, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's so good. It's so good to have you. I, I know we've been trying to do this for a little while and I'm, I'm really grateful that we're able to do it today. So thanks yeah, for being I'm really pleased too. It's lovely to meet you, Jackson. Thank you. Yeah, well, finally. Um, it's not in person, but this will do. <laughs> um, we're so used to it now, aren't we? After yeah, the last yeah. Year, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the people are still literally going like, you're on mute. Like surely people are getting the fact they're on mute these days. But no, we still continue you to struggle with the zoom um yeah so lou start by just telling me who the hell are you what the hell do you do oh crikey that's a big question isn't it um i'm lou lebentz and i'm a psychotherapist i suppose i would say i'm a trauma specialist and i run a group called trauma thrivers on Facebook and have my own podcast as well called Trauma Thrivers, all about how to more than survive our trauma. And um, I've been a therapist or a psychotherapist for about 20 years, maybe even a bit longer. And my specialism used to be addiction. So I worked at quite a well-known um, hospital in the UK or rehab called The Priory from mm -hmm. about a decade. And then I left there, went into private practice and discovered how much trauma sits underneath everything and mm -hmm. even addiction. And mm -hmm. so trained in EMDR. And I would say really the last seven or eight years, I've been focusing on 
complex PTSD and childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's right. it in a nutshell. Right in the good stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right in the right down to the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, all that. that's it. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that about you, Lou. I um I think the the addiction background sort of the same same thing for me is, you know, I didn't realize trauma was the way until I got into addiction. Uh, yeah. you know, and realizing that. All these, you know, big, big grown-ups, big kids going, you know, I just have this really unresolved stuff that's gone on for me. And that's why yeah. I use drugs. And I was like, oh, it all makes sense. It must be this yeah. thing called trauma that I'm starting to understand. So it's so true. And kind of also for me in my 20s, I didn't really even know about addiction. So mm. in my 30s, I kind of found out about my addiction. So in my 20s, I did all these weird and wonderful and wacky things that we try and do to solve our own issues. And then it was only in my 40s that I really discovered about trauma. So mm. kind of in my 50s now, finally, I'm like, yeah, God, if we could just help people save those couple of a decades and just go straight mm. to the trauma, think of all the time that you'd save. Yeah, and thank God we got people like you, you know, having those little light bulb moments to go, this is what it's about. Let's, you know, go for it. And uh, and people like you too, hey. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, I'm I'm definitely trying to trying to just, I guess, learn from all the wisdom that keeps being shared, which is which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that. I think this work is is so nice, and you know, no matter what you've you, you you personally throw yourself out is is you're always going to bring a certain something to it that I think is really unique and um I think you know your videos on on when you do share on on your Facebook page sort of bring that uniqueness out and and you know it's just really nice to see so when when I mean we could go in any direction and I'll probably see it and talk to you for a really long time yeah. But I guess the, this work is is hectic, right? And um, you know, I'm sure that you you've learned that more and more and more. Sort of probably what what led you towards the trauma is, you know, if I just go into here, then maybe it doesn't be doesn't need to be so chaotic for some people. But I guess day in day out, especially EMDR as well. And for, I guess start there. Like for people who don't know what that is, what what is that? Okay. In a nutshell, I'll, I'll try and give you as succinct an answer to that as possible. So, EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. I love how all of our therapeutic models are all like uh, different letters or acronyms, and they're all really a mouthful, even for those of us that practice it to say it. I really have to think about the desensitization reprocessing part, but mm. there you go. Mm, thank god it's an acronym yeah yeah literally all it is really is it works on something called bilateral stimulation and bilateral means both sides and it's both sides of the brain so in a nutshell we we know that there's the kind of left hemisphere which is the thinking part of the brain with the prefrontal cortex and then there's the right downstairs brain which is the limbic system and the brain stem where the memories or the trauma or the amygdala are held and in a nutshell those two left and right hemispheres get out of sync 
And what EMDR helps to do is it helps to, in essence, through the bilateral stimulation, and sorry, I always rock when I do this, mm. which is can be walking, it can be running, it can be drumming. But in EMDR, we use either lights or a light stream that flashes or tapping, um, sorry, that's tapping, or um, uh, acoustic EMDR, which is a beep, 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 beep in each ear. And whether it's ears or butterfly hugs or lights, it doesn't really matter. And sometimes you use all three. Mm -hmm. What it's doing is it's helping integrate what gets stuck between the left and the right hemisphere. So usually with EMDR, you'll go after an original mm -hmm. trauma. Yep. So what you tend to do with EMDR is you take somebody back to what their issue is in the present moment, and you then try and find out when the inception was of that problem, when it started, and then what the belief is about the person because of, of, of that trauma. Yes. So it might be something like, I'm not good enough, or I'm unlovable, or I'm unworthy, or I'm bad. But it's some limiting belief that's held on that traumatic event. And when they think about that, and they feel the feelings in the body of that traumatic event, we then engage the bilateral stimulation. Because in essence, what it's doing is it's helping to process the, the felt sense, what's in the body on the trauma. And as that starts to be dissolved or discharged, the kind of fight, flight, freeze energy, the left hemisphere and the thinking becomes much more adaptive and we're able to dissolve the limiting belief. Mm. Does that make any sense? I'm trying to put it all into a like a five minute explanation. Why? I think you did it in two minutes and I don't think anyone's explained it in that way before, which is like succinct. And, you know, we could have gone about 300 different phrases and terminologies that probably would have lost me. Um, um, but yeah, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. And um, well, if we think, yeah, if we think about it, Jackson, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but in the client work that I do, I know if I can get back to the original core wounding and process that, then the later symptoms and behavior start to drop away. Mm, yeah. You know, so what I'm really interested in is, is um, working back to what we would call in the trade the attachment period, really, which is when we take on most of our limiting beliefs, don't we, about ourselves? It's kind yeah. of between that four, five, six years of age to maybe 12. And if I look at the the less than functional behavior in the 20 year old or the 30 year old or the 40 year old, I can often trace it back, mm, mm. you know, to very much earlier on to what they believed about themselves because of that event or that trauma. Mm. This is exactly why I wanted you to get on here and talk about this stuff, because I guess where, where my head is at at the moment is that a lot of people where we talk about trauma, it's sort of something that's really known as a word now, um, you know, trauma-informed practice for most practitioners and, or clinicians in the world is, is very, 
known and even for people that aren't in this profession, you know, mental health, uh, definitely in Australia is something that everyone knows about now. Everyone's very aware of. And even the term trauma is, is probably becoming much more common too. Where I sit is trying to now bring it into the scope of what you're talking about in the world of treatment is that we all have a message that was created no matter what even if you had the most pleasant experience on earth you're gonna have some sort of message that might be faint and little um but there yeah Hmm. without a shadow of a doubt because you know we've got all types of trauma and I think people don't really understand the word trauma you know they they hear the word trauma and they think I don't know a tsunami or a 9-11 or a a one-off massive scale big event and actually you and I both know that that trauma and particularly developmental trauma can be about not being seen really or fully heard or having an emotionally engaged parent or um you know being put down at school or bullied or not having your feelings ever listened to that that in itself is a rupture in a dynamic and a relationship where a child doesn't feel worthy or doesn't feel good enough because mum or dad aren't really fully present and you know we live in a world where mums and dads I'm not blaming them and I'm not putting all the emphasis on trauma on parents as we have societal trauma and you know racism and sexism and 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 every other ism is a trauma mm. you know um and and some countries hold far more intergenerational trauma than others they're all they're all held by our nervous system, whatever yeah. they are. So mm. I think there's all different levels of trauma, really, is what I'm saying. And, and a lot of people are traumatized, but don't actually even realize that they are. And yeah. you know, going back to some of my clients, they don't realize that their parents drinking or maybe their, their, their mom's marijuana use or, or anything like that is at all traumatizing to a child mm. yeah you know, quite revolutionary for them yeah they go well that's not that's not as big as you know old john smith's over here who's had you know much more obvious and big things that we know about in this world uh, yeah. to be known as big things like physical abuse sexual abuse um but they're just as big. I mean, in the world. Well, of, yeah. yeah. And, and actually neglect is even neglect. bigger sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Because then we're not getting any interaction at all. And I think there's quite a lot of research that shows, you know, neglect it is really traumatizing if mm -hmm. we're, we're not witnessed or seen or heard. You know, we're just invisible. Mm. Exactly. Which... You know, as as we see now, especially in in the realms of of addiction, whatever that be for you, whether it's drugs, alcohol, porn, sex, eating, um, you know, online gaming, online chats, you name it. If you if you've got a if you've got a relationship with the behavior activity that you're doing, you've got that it's having an impact on your life. You know, that's what we're talking about in terms of addiction. So, you know. It, that's you 30, 40 years down the track based off something, based off something that you were invisible for. Yeah, yeah. that probably makes a bit of sense why you're doing something like that. 
totally 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 i agree with you so i have a big doozy of a question that i've got loaded but i want to um i want to know you know before we crack into that because i feel like it will it'll be there's a lot of weight to it um how do you do this work like where do you pull the strength to keep doing this lou and 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 be able to to continue to do do this sort of work with really vulnerable and i guess really um uncertainty with 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 people in their lives of what they what what do i do what how do i do it like where, where's the strength within yourself that you carry um that's an interesting question and i guess i guess that i i personally think and maybe you know maybe i've changed my ideas over the years but i personally think that if you have a community around you of other therapists and if you're plugged into good supervision and good trauma-informed supervision and, you know, you you have good self-care and you take care of yourself, I think those are really important um, aspects of working with trauma and not to overload your diary and overfill yourself because I think it's quite easy to get burnt out in this in this mm. role. And and also, as, as you've seen for me, Jackson, now, um, you know, I I only do three days of one to one work now, um, trauma work. And, you know, that will be cutting down, um, you know, now I'm in my 50s, you know, that will be cutting down and it will probably go to two and then one because I'm of the belief and I think the, my mission is I want to make trauma treatment accessible and affordable to more people. And, and I don't know what it's like there, but here in the UK, you know, if you have trauma and you don't have the, the funding for private practice, That's it. there's no help. So, mm. so if you like, what keeps me going and I suppose keeps me working on it and learning and you know every client that I see I learn from mm. you know they they might think that they're learning from me and I hope in some respects they are but my god am I learning from everybody that comes to see me mm. and you know I, I take that learning into something into the future for me which is trying to design something eventually and I'm working on it at the moment that is trauma informed that will be able to help people whatever their budget mm. that that's that's what fuels me to keep going if you like mm. yeah. there's a kind of there's a kind of mission or a purpose or a legacy to the work that i do that's what i feel yeah and, and that's so powerful i think you know just a few things that you say you know having a community so important and, and knowing you know where you need to go to get that i guess stuff off your chest or, or just you know take that little bit of weight off um being able to just learn from the people that you see you know they're they're, yeah. they're the masters of their story right so yeah, you know, they're, they're this, um being able to learn from them and then yeah that that's really powerful being able to say like how do we make this known to to all that they can do the work and and that be accessible um yeah. And, and also it's, it's, you know, as we know, it's finding the bravery, isn't it? And the courage to do the work. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, doing the circle. work is, yeah, is not easy. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. And, and I think that that's really, really key. And it sort of probably brings me to my next question. It comes back to that. 
we use community and the understanding of this is normalized now. This is something that's okay to talk about. This is something that we understand, you know, it's not taboo. That's what's going to allow people to step into this dark space of uncertainty about doing the work on themselves that makes it more available, makes it more yeah. not as daunting. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's incredible. And I think, I, I hope you all the best in, in, in that journey. And, and I hope that, you know, the community that you have is supporting you to do that as well. And, and cause it's, yeah, that you're so right. It needs to be accessible to all. Yeah. Hmm. And, 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 you know, maybe we are getting to a space in mental health where, you know, complex PTSD and trauma informed and all the rest of it, you know, we start to see most symptoms and, and, and most diagnoses, as as in some way causal by trauma so you know maybe community wise and country wise we can start to have networks and people that get much more into the root of what's happening so that we can stop the intergenerational trauma being passed down yeah. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and never more apparent really that than you know for example, what's happening in Minneapolis in America at the moment, you know, and Black Lives Matter. And, you know, we have to stop the intergenerational trauma, Hmm. you know, and all the trauma that surrounds it, you know, just being kept Hmm. carrying on the continuation of it all the time. Yeah. And I think, I think to add on to that, I think, what, what's been incredible for me is, is in Australia is our Aboriginal and Indigenous communities mm. and, and learning about, you know, the intergenerational trauma and all the history that, that's happened there is, is we, that's how we see and we get to have this, like, look in to see how intergenerational trauma works. And, and, and actually, I think it's created my understanding of trauma to be so much deeper because yes. in my own in my own backyard, my own family tree with, you know, all, you know, brothers and sisters and, and, and people that are around me, it doesn't need to be an Aboriginal Indigenous community to see that there's intergenerational stuff going on. Yeah. My parents, my parents, you know, taught me what they taught me because of the way that they got taught the way they got taught. And then before that, and if we keep going back and back and back, whether we're white, whether we're black, whether whatever we look like is is things have developed. We've come a long yeah. way in how we how we used to think things we needed to be, you know. Yeah. And and that intergenerational trauma in those indigenous communities, I hope, is shining this light. I mean, definitely is for me to go. We all have that, you know, no yeah. matter what we have are, are having, and a pass down of of things that are then being kept. And until we decide, no, today I'm going to do the work so that my children and their children don't have to have this passed down thing that keeps happening to them. Yeah. It's very powerful, isn't it? I think, you know, I can't remember who termed or coined the phrase transitional character, Mm. you know, that kind of person in the, in the generational line that goes, do you know what? The trauma stops here. You know, the buck stops here. Yeah. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Transitional yeah. character. Yeah. Let's write that down. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I've nicked it from somebody. I just can't quite remember who. But, but now yeah. it's Lou, you know. <laughs> Lou LeBent said it. <laughs> I don't uh, know whether I can claim that yeah, one. Probably, so that, probably yeah, probably not. But yeah. I do know. I, I hear that. And I really, 
I like that. And actually, for a lot of my clients, if they if they believe that that's what they're doing and they're changing the legacy and all the rest of it, you know, mm. coming back to meaning, that's a powerful meaning to have for your life. Absolutely. And and you know, take it takes the I mean, when we talk about it in in addiction so much is that's that accountability. You know that that's where you know we accept. The things we cannot change and yeah. you know, all that Our sort of change the things we can yeah and and i think and the takes... wisdom to know the difference eh? yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> um so that you know that that that's such a powerful thing is it? you know if that's what my drive is if that's what my my at the bare minimum when i can't get up in the morning i get up in the morning to know that if i'm continuing to do this work that's really difficult i'm going to set myself up and the people that followed my legacy yeah um yeah. that's 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 a pretty good purpose to keep on going yeah it is a really good purpose <clears throat> so lou that that's sort of in a weird way all of this is building up to this i didn't plan it to be this way but i guess what what I want to understand, you know, podcast is is the way that it is. But what what I'm interested to hear from you is is why is why would understanding for anyone? Why would understanding our trauma or whatever word we want to put that is, or our past or our history, and others, what's going on for others, so important for our mental health and the way that we connect with each other. <clears throat> Before I answer that one. Why is it so important? Because without awareness and without knowledge, we have what do we have? Mm. Without awareness, without knowledge, we can't understand ourselves, let alone us to understand anybody else. Mm. And when we come at things from a trauma perspective, it not only gives us understanding but it gives us compassion mm. for other people and why they're acting the way that they're acting. So if we put things through a trauma lens and a trauma-informed lens, we know why people go into fight. We know why they go into flight or freeze. We're understanding, we're looking at a human being as a human being and not that their behavior is bad or wrong or... Or, or whatever else it might be, we can kind of start to see that trauma lives within the nervous system and within the body. And once you get that somebody is not bad, it's a bit like with addiction, you know, they're not a bad addict. They're a person that's attempting to self-soothe a history that is usually so traumatic and so... Mm. Um, yeah, miserable, that of course they're going to use drugs or alcohol. So I think we've just got to have that trauma lens out there on the world because that is the mental health lens. Mm. It is the nervous system lens. We are the combination of what's happened throughout our mind-body system. And that's not letting people off the hook. We're not saying you don't take responsibility for your own trauma, but we are saying try and come at it from awareness, from knowledge, from understanding, from compassion, because the more work you do on your own trauma, 
the less traumatized you'll be around other people and the less trauma you're going to put out there in the in in the world by being angry or reactive or defensive or unkind to others let's all do the bloody work basically mm, mm, mm. and it, yeah so so well said Lou and you know it is such a big 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 question and big thing that I guess our society needs to be able to swallow which might be too hard and might be you know too big and how do we break that down but I think that that's that's why I'm asking this because it's exactly what you're saying that that really rings true for me that if you just slowly have this whether it's a really complex history narrative that you share with somebody else or it's just you know within your own internal monologue but that you know I grew up in a family system that was this I experienced this and this and this um you know and if it if it's if it's not this big thing at least it's like that probably makes sense why I'm a bit competitive at at work that probably makes sense why when you know people don't reply to me in in emails or people you know you know don't want to sit near me at parties or whatever the hell it is it's like you start to understand of this certain thing that categorizes me in the present moment I can actually give you a tiny bit of narrative as to why now I know that when I see, and, you know, addiction is always the, the best example because it goes from, look at that junkie on the news that's just gone and done that again, to I wonder, what's, wonder, I wonder what happened to that person that's yeah. made that sort of thing happen for them today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if I can do that for myself, I can do that for others. I, I tell a lot of jokes with my friends all the time because they know what I do, and, and, I'll, and I'll just say jokes and, they'll, you know, maybe they'll like, argue with me about something I'm like oh it's probably a childhood trauma that we're arguing right now you know and they go oh yeah yeah whatever you know that's a big joke but really you know maybe then maybe it is that but that doesn't need to mean that something terrible has happened it's just along the way this is what's this is how I've decided that I I need to be in a relationship or I am way I am and I think you know that was nowhere near as clear and concise as you put it all but what, no, what, I, what the essence is that that's that's what we need to start yeah. doing and gosh it's 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 gonna be a bit of work but yeah you, you summed it up so nicely if we can start yeah. to do that it would make such a big and, difference. and you know we're doing it chunk by chunk aren't we or piece by piece you know bit by bit so the the more and more trauma-informed society becomes and the more and more people that do the work um or at least become aware of their own triggers, yeah. you know, and take responsibility for their own triggers and their own part in the relationship, rather than you know blaming yeah. everybody else the world yeah. or you or we all know people like that, right? That that yeah. won't yeah. own any of their side of the fence. Mm. So it's it's about ownership, really, and understanding. And then then I think it's about metabolizing it. You know, because if we don't metabolize it and we don't let go of the beliefs or the trauma that's in the body, we're just going to keep acting it out. Mm, mm. And we'll just keep the cycle going in that intergenerational. Yeah. That'll be my son's problem for him to figure it out or my daughter yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and no, because whether you're in your 50s or 60s or 70s even, you know, I've got a lady of 75 seeing me at the moment. It's never too late. Yeah. 
because actually we can repair a lot of our work even you know even some of the conversations I have with my mum now who's 78 you know and I'm 54 some of them are reparative you know some of them go all the way back to that you know my pre-10 years and a lot of the conversations can be really reparative even now Hmm. why Hmm. because I make her do the work no I sound awful I don't really you know it's been you know, the worst thing to have is is have a have a child that's a therapist. You know. Oh it's, yeah, go on, yeah, mum. If you're listening, I'm, I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that, that that's so true. That this yeah, it doesn't matter what what age you are to be able to yeah. do this this sort of work. Yeah. And you know, I think what you said is really great. Is we just start with little bits of awareness and and knowledge. Yeah. Even that. And, and, just... and even, you know, even taking our hat off to the people that are listening to this today. Mm. I mean, that is brave. Mm. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm just going to talk to you instead of Jackson for a minute. <laughs> you're already doing the work. Yeah. You know, this is, it takes courage to listen to stuff like this. Mm. This is going to be triggering, isn't it, for a lot of people, you mm. know? And you know that's the point. I mean, I didn't call it trigger with me, but it is real yeah. with me. You know, think yeah, differently yeah. about what's going on for you, yeah. because honestly, the ultimate goal of this Lou and is is if we can just start connecting more, we will be better. Yeah. And and you know, doing something like this, you know, you're in London, I'm in Sydney, and you, it's your morning, it's my night, and I get to connect and be with you right now. Like that's. You know, it means a lot to me and I, and I really appreciate that sort of thing. And, and the more we do that with each other, the better we'll be. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Oh, God. So let's just do three, four more hours of this um, <laughs> and <laughs> really bore the people with our, with our stories. But, no, let, I, will, I will wind down as much as I don't want to, Lou. Um, you mentioned that, you know, a big part of where you draw your strength from is um, you know, group supervision or, you know, having having good supervision, having a good community, but you also said self-care. So what, what does that look like for Lou? Like how does she fill her cup back up? Well, um, I've got a dog, which you know all about, Jackson, who can be a bit challenging, but I, I, I live somewhere really great southwest of London so it's it's called Surrey and there's loads of like really it's the Surrey Hills you might have seen it on the um, uh, we've got Box Hill which is like this where they do the cycling for the marathon and all sorts of things you know so um, uh, there's lots of really lovely restorative walks around here Mm. Um, I've also got some really great friendships and lots of my friends believe it or not are therapists so that's really really helpful and you know holidays I'm, I'm going off this Sunday to the to the beach we're actually out of lockdown in the UK Woo-hoo! Woo, you so did we're it. Not allowed to, yeah we're not allowed to stay in hotels yet but we are allowed to stay in self-contained homes so I've got a place right. on a beach for a week with about two, lots of land around it. So I no Wi-Fi and no computer and mm. I shall just sit and read and play cards and dog walk okay. and watch the birds. So things like that I find really restorative. Mm. Yeah. I, like, I like the word restorative. I think that 
you know, it really describes how we can really, yeah, I guess, fill up our cups again and restore need to be. Yeah, and and I think we have to be really mindful with boundaries too. You know, my boundaries, you know, being in recovery and and you know from trauma and addiction were never that great. And you know, I'm a recovering codependent, so I would always do things to please everybody. Mm. first but I do think now you know I finish at a certain time and I won't put things in on a Sunday and you know I'm much better with the boundaries around what I'll say yes to and and what I'll say no to Mm. and not overfilling my cup yeah and Mm. you know I I imagine the answer is because you've done the work Lou I've done a lot of work. I mean, I have done a lot of work since, you know, since I was sectioned at 25, you know, to a mental institution. I've done a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. With psychosis. Uh, But I think, you know, I started my work, I suppose, in earnest in my 30s and it gets easier and easier and easier and easier. And I'm still doing my work. Yeah. There's always work to do. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't want people to say, oh, my God, she's been doing it for 20 whatever years and still going. You know, you of course, don't we? We get to being much more functional and happy and resourced and resilient and regulated and all those great R's. But, you know, I think there's always slight trauma that can come up to be metabolized, however much work we've done. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, going right back to what you said at the start, Lou, is that message that we tell ourselves or we created that was indirect or direct when we were young, it's always going to be there. It's just about how we live with it and manage it. And it doesn't have to be the loudest voice in the room anymore if you if you, if you can learn what you need to do with it. And that's yeah. definitely my story as well. And, and um, I hope, you know, one day we get to do do more of my story. And, and, and We're going to do a spotty. Around. Do a little yeah. Because, um, yeah, mine's very similar to yours. It, it might be, might actually feel like the same thing, you know, yeah. addiction, codependency, all the, all, the, all the good stuff. Yeah, all the um, good stuff. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, okay, that's, that's good. And I think boundaries, oh, we could talk for a long time about boundaries and the importance of them. And, um, yeah, I think that finding your way sounds like is 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 such a good focus um, for self care. Finding what works yeah. for you, yeah. awesome. So, last question: What out of all the trauma books on the planet? Uh, I know there are so many gems um, or non trauma. Um, what what would a go to for you be at the moment? Um. Well, listen, I I, I suppose I'm always going to say probably Bessel van der Kolk Mm -hmm. um, because I think, you know, I think The Body Keeps the Score is kind of the seminal book on trauma. Mm. But, you know, there, there are some other people out there that I love and whose work I always recommend to my clients. Um, you know, even, you know, p- particularly because a lot of mine come with addiction, you know, of course, Gabor Mate, you can't, you can't get by without reading or watching him really, can you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Bessel and, and Gabor and, you know, there are lots of other people that I, I like and, and recommend, 
you know, I even like Irene Lyons, you know, somatic experiencing and, and nervous system discharge work and Benjamin Fry's Invisible Lion kind of puts a mm. lot of this into layman's terms. And, you know, Ariel Schwartz is good and Pete Walker and God, anything by Janina Fisher. I mean, you know, I give lots of my one, Lou, one. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, you're right. yeah. You're listen, right. it's it's a bit like I'm going to promote mine at the moment. I haven't actually got it here, but you know, um, the 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 there are so many different methods, and there are so many different healing modalities, and I think that. It's really about finding who resonates and what resonates for you. Absolutely. You know, and, and I don't know about your journey, but I've done everything from, you know, shamanic healing, although I didn't take the ayahuasca because you haven't watched my TEDx talk, have you? So. Oh, no, no, I go watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was spiked and I, I ended up in locked and sectioned. So I, I don't, I haven't ever tried the kind of, um, yeah, maybe yeah, not. Slightly alternative methods. It might, it might take a different turn than you want it to. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but I, you know, I, I think there are, I think I'm trying to say that whether it's um, sensory motor or somatic experiencing or breath work or mindfulness or, you know, whoever you listen to or whoever you watch or get to like, it's all layers, isn't it? It's all part of the jigsaw. Hmm. And let's definitely, you know, talk about what you, what you've created. You know, you you have made it so much simpler and easier for people to be able to start to figure out um, what what might work for them in your amazing ebook. Um, oh, tell 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 us what where we can find that, Lou. Um, well, it's it's free. So if you go to my website, traumathrivers.com forward slash ebook, you just sign up there and, and you can get all the digital versions and the download versions. I'm I'm old school, I'm afraid. So I'm not very good at reading online. So I've actually put it on Amazon as well, who do charge for it, because obviously they need to print it and it's full color A4. So there is a link. It's called the Solutions to Trauma mm -hmm. series and it's on Amazon, Lula Bentz. And I think it's 1899 because it's quite a hefty book. But as mm. you know, it's got 56 different methods. Mm all of all of different approaches really because there are god i don't know about you i got really confused on my journey about i remember i remember you putting it out I'm, to everyone and everyone's like well don't forget this one and then there's this yeah, one. <laughs> yeah 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 and there's still you know there's still like another 20 or methods i need to do a second edition because everybody's going oh you missed out that one or you missed out this one so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but but you, you know you, you did I mean, I guess, you know, that's like, you know, 100 books in one, you, you're giving us a, a, a little taste of, of a lot of them and written in your way, which I think is, is a lot more digestible than a lot of those thick and hefty textbooks too. So that's definitely a good place to maybe not just start, even just like continue the learning as well. Yeah, um, definitely for yeah. me, when, when I read it, I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so good. So I, I think it. Yeah. Really Lots good. of clinicians are going, oh my God, I read it. And I went, I want to train in that. And I want yeah, to learn yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid to finish it. Cause I feel like I'll be like, all right, that's another, you know, 
forty, fifty thousand dollars worth of training yeah, for exactly. me to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I really would just quite like to have a freebie session of all of those and That'd video nice. it, and That'd then nice. put it into a, I don't know, a documentary for people. Yeah, well, in case any one of those amazing um, uh, people that created those models are listening right now, yeah, you know, yeah, Will and Jackson are looking for some free yeah. training. <laughs> oh, I. I'm so grateful that you came on today, Lou. Um, I, I, I have an, I have an inkling that we will do this again because um, yes. I feel very connected to you and I feel like we, we definitely share a lot of similarities, but also, you know, there's a lot to learn from, from you as well that I'm, yeah. you know, I really do appreciate. So uh, Lou, I will put all of your details through onto my website and okay. um Wonderful. You know, you can get to that ebook, you can get to the website. How do I get in contact with you? The Facebook uh, Trauma Thrivers is is for um, clinicians and for non-clinicians yeah, as well. Is, yeah, you know. I, I, I mean, I would say it's probably aimed at those who are a little bit further along their trauma healing journey mm -hmm. rather than right at the beginning. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, but for anybody that that does feel that they are, please come join. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't quite got the resources to handle everybody at the very beginning yet, but I'm working on it. And, so it's just yeah, and not quite. Know, it is. It yet. is a huge community that's so helpful. So I don't. I don't doubt that there's there's a lot of there's a lot to hold there. So and we we appreciate that. Anyone that's in there, I'm sure I can yeah. speak on behalf of them about that group, mm -hmm. but. Thank you. It's lovely I, to have you there. Yeah, well, you know, I like being there. But again, I just want to, I really want to thank you, Lou. And um, I'm keen for this to to go out to everybody and they can they can hear the the nice, nice little bits yeah. of, of of gems that you that you provided. So I hope to I hope to see and hear from you soon and continue watching watching all the amazing stuff that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And I really hope it was helpful for those that are listening and hope that we connect soon online. Yeah. Now I want to hear more about your story. Oh, maybe. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to find out more about how therapy can help you kick some goals? Go check out findreasontherapy.com.au or the Find Reason Therapy Instagram page. 